Original content. Content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. Synonyms of the word change. Alter. Make different. Become different. Adjust. And every day, we evolve. We adapt. We change. And this is where we talk about it. This is The Clay Young Show. Thanks, Neil. Mr. Clever there. A little inside joke about some new drops I got done, and he's pretty clever. We'll have to spend some time on one of these shows playing a couple of them for you so you can see what I mean. How are you? Hopefully you guys are doing well and enjoying your uh, your day or evening or morning, wherever you are. If you're listening to the show on the way into work or leaving work, thank you for taking us with you on your commute. If you're checking us out during the workday at work, appreciate you. Spread the word about us. Let people know where they can find us. If you listen to the show, go on to iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, and you can leave a review and a rating there. We appreciate it. You can get the show if you don't know, no matter, because you could be listening to us right now on the Apple Podcast app. You could be listening to us on the iHeartMedia app. You could be listening to us on podcast225.com, or you can be checking us out moving around Baton Rouge on a Saturday or Sunday listening to Talk 107.3 FM. That's right. You can get us in all of those places. 266 episodes strong, and 267 is about to get going. Today, we're going to talk with Johnny Dunham, who has more than three decades in law enforcement and is now at the head of Crime Stoppers of Greater Baton Rouge. It's a phenomenal organization here that assists law enforcement agencies in catching killers. And they do so by taking anonymous tips from witnesses. And often those tips lead to the capture of a murderer. But how does it work? And how can they be sure? How can you be assured that when you call Crime Stoppers, it is indeed Anonymous. I'm going to ask him about that. Like, how do you know? What about when you pay people? How do you keep them anonymous when you pay somebody? What do you do? And then the inner workings of why he's at Crime Stoppers. You know, Johnny's been in many roles in the Baton Rouge Police Department. So we'll get into some of that with him. I'm excited about that conversation. And just a heads up next week, the Clay Young Show podcast will be on location. That is correct. We are going to be. Recording episode 268 from a restaurant here in town, in their courtyard, and I am excited about it. Yep. So be on the lookout on social media about that for the next episode of the show. But as for this episode, let's talking about let's talk about catching killers with Johnny Dunham. Podcast225.com. Clay Young here with Jordan Fabry with Infinity of Lafayette and Acura of Lafayette. You know, Jordan, a lot of people are looking at nice pre-owned cars, and you got a bunch of them. We do, Clay. And we've got uh, we've got over 100 on the ground right now. We've got something for every budget, you know, a sub-$10,000 car on up to a nearly new, brand-new Infinity. We've got pickup trucks, SUVs, cars, got a little bit of everything. And you also have certified pre-owned Infinities, and the same goes for Acura as well, right? We do. We do. Uh, the certified pre-owned is an excellent program. We have uh, Acuras and Infinities that meet their very stringent standards, 
it's as close to brand new as you can get. It's a lot of value. Listen, you can see that big selection of pre-owned cars, SUVs, and pickup trucks online at InfinityLAF.com and AcuraLAF.com. That's Acura of Lafayette and Infinity of Lafayette. Expecting mothers and fathers? Family Roads Healthy Start Community Action Network wants you to stay healthy as we deal with the reality of COVID-19. Here are five tips to help you and your unborn baby. Keep prenatal visits to ensure good health of you and your baby. If you need help, Family Road Healthy Start has case managers who provide one-on-one support and is enrolling expecting mothers and fathers now. Stay safe by washing your hands before or after any encounter. You, your family, and children should wear masks in public. Pregnant moms, stay home if possible. If not, limit all outings and keep any additional family members, such as your children, home. Stay informed by getting all current information on COVID-19 from trusted resources. And finally, stay prepared in the event you may develop symptoms or test positive for the coronavirus. For additional information, visit womans.org. To enroll in Family Road Healthy Start, call 201-8888 and give your baby and family a healthy start. We'll get through this together unedited unfiltered undisputed you're listening to the clay young show back with johnny dunham who runs crime stoppers of greater baton rouge and is a former interim baton rouge police chief he was also one of the deputy chiefs under chief murphy paul a long history in law enforcement here in the region and is at the helm of crime stoppers after sid newman was there for 242 years <laughs> and uh and now you are there and and doing the job what's going on man yeah, not too much just uh enjoying retirement uh it's a little less stress i know it. my prior job but uh it's been fun. Really. Well, you know, we were talking before we got on about the next. We'll talk more about your time at BRPD for the for the other show we're going to do, which will be with two guys who came into the department with yes. you when you got on the job. And so that's going to be fun. Mac alone is going to be worth oh, the price Mac of admission. Worth it, yeah. And that, that is if Tweety lets him get a word in. Well, that's true, too. Between <laughs> the two of them, it's going to be tough to get a word in edgewise. So why did you decide upon... You know, knowing that you were retiring from the department to move over to Crime Stoppers. Well, I actually started my career in Crime Stoppers. I was a police cadet. I was 19 years old. Um, I wasn't sure I really wanted to be a police officer, um, but it was it was a full time job. I had just come out of a summer seasonal job as a lifeguard, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I needed a full time job. Uh, I, I applied for the the department uh, as a cadet. I knew Sid Newman at the time. Kind of grew up around him. And uh, he wanted somebody in Crime Stoppers that could answer the phones at night, take mm-hmm. the tips, do things like that. So I applied. I did it. Um, and, you know, I fell in love with the job. Uh, the, the the fact that people called in, gave tips on crimes. I answered the phones after the, the reenactments that we used to do on, mm-hmm. on the television at the uh, 10 o'clock news. Yeah. And I would answer the phones for an hour or two after that before we transferred it to the uh, – the call service but uh being able to take those tips uh walk down the hall to the the detective's office and give them the tips that that i'd received uh and then for them to come back and say hey you know we made an arrest on that tip it was a good tip uh it just kind of gave you a sense of accomplishment it's something i never really had in a job you know work <laughs> grocery stores work different jobs while i was in school 
And uh, it, it wasn't a high-paying job. I think I made 13000 a year starting as a cadet. Uh, but it was a job I, I looked forward to going to every day. It just had that sense of accomplishment. Why? You felt like you were helping people. Oh, okay. You know, you really felt like, uh, you know, you'd get calls back from, from the callers, and they'd say, yeah, I saw that the police made an arrest on that. And then you'd pay them, and they were just grateful. Um, so it, it just it, it just kind of decided at that point, wow, you know, this law enforcement thing is is really a good job in mm-hmm. the sense that it gave you a, a sense of accomplishment when you accomplish the goals. And uh, so when you turn 21 as a cadet, you either have to go through the police academy and become a full-time officer or you have to quit the job. Mm-hmm. So, And I didn't want to quit. All I right. actually look forward to going to work every day. And uh, so I went through the police academy and became a police officer. So I had to leave Crime Stoppers at that point. Um, but as the years went on, I, you know, I saw the value as a detective in burglary and, mm-hmm. and the criminal investigations bureau. I saw the value that Crime Stoppers offered to the public. It gave them an outlet uh, somewhere to call where where they could remain anonymous. Uh, you know, there's two main factors that come into play um, when a when a person is thinking about reporting a, a crime or information on a crime. And one of those factors is, is anonymity. They don't they don't want uh, retribution from the criminal right. uh, that committed the crime, and they also sometimes it's apathy. Mm-hmm. And Crime Stoppers kind of helps to solve those two uh, factors that that kind of deter people from calling. You know, number one, you're going to remain anonymous. Uh, we we don't know who you are when you call. Uh, we give you assign you a code number. And you keep that code number. You can keep it your entire life if you want uh, and use the same code number every time you call. Is that right? I never knew that. So you give people a you code a number. Code number, and they can just call in. And, you know, we have regular callers. We have people who call all the time about crime in, in their, their, their area, uh, about crimes that they've heard about. Um, and they have, you know, they're regular callers mm-hmm. and, uh, they kind of supplement their income through crime stoppers yeah. by doing that. You know, we don't pay until the information is, is good. And right. We know it's good. We've right. made an arrest or in a homicide case and upon indictment. Mm-hmm. So we make sure that the information they give us is good and, uh, and we're able to pay. So, you know, I did my 32 years almost on the police department mm-hmm. and, uh, Sid, Sid was actually, in Crime Stoppers, when I went in there, he was over the Crime Stoppers division. Uh, he uh, eventually was the chief of detectives mm-hmm. at the end of his career, and I worked for him. Uh, and when I was in the Criminal Investigations Bureau, and then after he retired, he took over as executive director of Crime Stoppers for mm-hmm. uh, twenty years. So he did almost fifty years in law enforcement altogether, and uh, he, you know, he was ready to hang it up and yeah. i was getting close to retirement and then, uh within a few months and and we decided to go ahead and make the move and do the change it's so interesting because you have worked uh, in so many areas in the department you have been a detective you worked in internal affairs you oh. you ran the public information office worked with sergeant scapola and mcneely yeah. there before being interim chief and 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 then staying on to be deputy chief so you got to see a lot of the ways that the inner workings of law enforcement takes place so I ask that and set that up to say, do you ever find that police are skeptical about tips that come via Crime Stoppers? You know, uh, there are detectives sometimes that, that don't take 
the tips necessarily seriously enough and you know but once that first tip that they get pans out i think they realize mm-hmm. at that point whoa okay well maybe i should listen right you know it, it, the detectives naturally are skeptical or skeptical um you know because they kind of have to be you kind right. you can't take everything that somebody tells you on face value you have to investigate the tip and that's all we ask the detectives to do investigate that tip look you know go look into it uh you know we get tips on drug dealing on the street mm-hmm. corner and we take those narcotics detectives uh they track those tips that narcotic supervisor uh every tip that crime stopper sends him he's got it listed and he tracks the and updates mm-hmm. us on those tips to say okay oh, I, I sent detectives out or detectives went out on that tip and they used the ci to make a buy so it was a good tip and we're going to pay on it or you know they did a knock and talk where they knocked on the door of the house and tried to talk their way in and they couldn't mm-hmm. you know there's some tips that, that are good tips they just don't pan out the detectives don't end up having enough information or enough evidence to or probable cause to make the arrest uh, but a lot of the tips do it's 24 hours is, is it or is your your call service manned? yes okay it's man 24 hours so uh brandy alford is in there usually uh during the daytime and don coppola mm-hmm. and uh they're answering the phones during yep. the day between yep. you know eight and five uh after that it's it transfers to a call service okay. that mo- that monitors all crime stoppers calls around not just around the country but around the world they're actually mm-hmm. based in canada um and so they handle crime stoppers everywhere so th- those um call receivers at the call center know how to ask the mm-hmm. right questions and they they call like if, if it's an immediate response call where they get a call that it's a wanted fugitive and they know where that person is the caller knows where that person is they'll immediately pick up the phone and call our dispatch mm-hmm. or um, at baton Rouge police department or the sheriff's office or mm-hmm. state police whoever it may be uh in the jur- the where the suspects uh in whoever's jurisdiction they're in and they'll immediately dispatch a unit out there so we've caught several uh, numerous uh, fugitives that way as well. It's interesting because so many tips over the years, thousands probably in the in the lifespan of the agency mm-hmm. here, have led to the arrest of people who've committed heinous crimes yeah. here. Do you have a story for us about being able to deliver the news to a family that you you caught someone based on a tip that came through Crime Stoppers? Yeah, you know, uh, it, we've had. Uh, there's probably over 300 homicides that, that that Crime Stoppers has cleared since its founding 38 years ago. Wow. Um, uh, there's been we've paid out over two million dollars in rewards mm-hmm. uh, in that period. Um, but you know, usually the, the detectives make those those sure. uh, notifications yeah. on on a, upon arrest. Yeah. Um, so. It's gratifying for the detectives, obviously, to be able to go out and to tell family members of a victim, especially a homicide, uh, that they have made an arrest. You know, it doesn't change the fact that their loved one um, has been murdered, Yeah, uh, but it, it does uh, bring some closure to them. You know, it's it's so different now, Johnny, when you know when you got into law enforcement all those years ago versus now with technology and social media and, you know, goodness, the 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 Internet, as we know, it is still less than 30 years old. And and so how has the technology that exists that does exist today impact the work you do? You know, as far as law enforcement in general, there's some benefits and there's some drawbacks. I think the benefits far outweigh the drawbacks. You know, um, I I think the way that, you know, 
Chief Paul and other departments across the country have started to leverage technology mm-hmm. uh, with the real-time crime center, uh, with the advent of you know everyone having ring doorbell cameras right. and things right. like that. Uh, technology has been very beneficial in that aspect in regards to crime. And, and, and then the, the drawback is the 24 hour news cycle that we're in. Yeah. You know, the constant, uh, need for the media to post stories. So they're posting crime related stories a lot because they get clicks. Sure. Clicks lead to revenue. Right. You know, so they, they post a lot of that and the public eats it up. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they read it. And, I, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm, you know, I have push notifications set on my phone. Every time I get a push notification, I open it as well. Yeah. It's just a habit that we've gotten into. But it also it makes people think that crime is much worse yeah. uh, in a community than it really is. Um, you know, in twenty, I want to say in 2018, uh, 2019, uh, we saw a decrease in crime, 10 percent decrease in violent crime, 10 percent homicides, 10 percent shootings, all those things in 2018, 2019. Um, in 2020, you saw an increase in homicides you saw an increase in shootings but you still had that decrease in property crimes Mm -hmm. uh and other violent crimes armed robberies rapes things like that there were there was a decrease again right um and and overall if you look at national crime statistics from the time they started keeping them at the fbi until now crime has consistently gone down people don't believe that they don't believe that because and and that's one of the you know with technology and Everybody living in this information age, they don't, they see it constantly. Right. They're faced with it constantly. So in their minds, they think, you know, crime's through the roof, which in, you know, homicides and shootings in Baton Rouge, yeah, they've, they've gone up, up, you know, extremely uh, across the country in the last couple of years. And across the country. It's not just here. And and a lot of that, I think, uh, has to do with the uh, uh, disorganization theory that that Hiller uh, espouses sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially after twenty. I think we had a, an increase in twenty seventeen after the floods and all, and then with COVID in twenty twenty. I think you saw the same thing. It's interesting that you you talk about that because in the last year or so, you know, we've been able to work with Crime Stoppers on the podcast that right. we collaborate on. And sitting with the detectives and the family members of victims, you get a perspective of how close they are and how like there was a case in West Baton Rouge where the detective who's working the case made the death notification to the mother. And she talked about how the way he treated her that night helped make the most devastating night of her life. Um, a bit more manageable because of his his compassion yeah. for her, and so I think that people who have heard Crime Stoppers always think if you see something, you know, three, four, four, stop. Yep. Right. But do you find now that there is again skepticism about retribution? You you referenced that earlier. Yeah, uh, you still find it every day. Um, you find people scared to 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 say something about a crime that they may know about uh, you know they they just people are naturally fear, fearful that if they give information on a suspect that has committed a crime that that suspect's going to find out well if they give it through crime stoppers they're not going to find out they're not going to be asked to come testify in court um you know unless they want to you know right. if they call and they decide well yeah i, I want to 
get with the detective and then we'll pass the detective's number to them we won't ask them for their phone number or anything but we'll let them get in touch with the detective and that's upon uh, on them but you, you still find the fact that people are very hesitant uh to give information uh about homicides and and other crimes but because of that fear of retribution but if they call crime stoppers they don't have to worry about that how much does it weigh on you i have watched you with some of these families even in just the podcasts that we've done and again i referenced earlier how long you have been in law enforcement i mean you know more than half your life has been (laughs) in in the service of people through law enforcement but man it's got to be tough to be with especially some of the mothers yeah it is uh, you know I've, I've worked in in uniform for the years that i worked in uniform and seeing you know I've, I've been to crime scenes um where small children were murdered um had an individual that committed suicide right in front of me um i've you know i've stepped over police officers that i knew um that were murdered um so yeah i mean it wears on you uh obviously um uh, but you, you know, you 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 bury it as an officer. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you bury all that. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't try to think about it. It pops up, obviously, time to time. Um, but it's a tough job, you know. And and I, it's unfortunate that police officers get a bad rap in this day and age uh, with the public because they do go through a lot. Yeah, you know, every day the uniform officers that work on the streets every day have a very difficult job. Right. And they see a lot of things that affect them, affect yeah. them when they go home. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're one of the highest divorce rates among professions is, is in law enforcement. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they don't go home and they don't talk uh, to their wives, uh, their spouses, their significant others, their family members about what they've seen and try to talk through that. Um, it's got to be hard. It is. It's difficult. They, uh, you know, they're, they've really implemented, a, a, I know on the department, the chief has mm-hmm. A wellness uh, program to try to help officers and cope with that but a lot of that eventually affects officers on the job day to day so they, they you know it, it affects how they handle their job and so you want to supervisors especially sergeants the guys that, that are immediately above the officers on the street have to recognize that and to be a good supervisor in, in an officer and you have to call them in you have to talk to them and you have to offer them that help and a lot of times they won't take it uh, but at least you're giving them a number to call. You're yeah. giving them uh, a, a way to release that stress. Like the chief says, empty that cup. Right. Uh, you have to have that uh, in that profession. And they're not making much money doing it. Right. You know, so they have the same financial issues that everybody else has. More so in a lot of cases. And, and you know, it's it's funny because of the the interwoven nature of the community in law enforcement. And we've talked about this before. We've been out together on some of these mm-hmm. community canvases, walking through some of the poorer parts of this city. And, again, I've watched you work with people. This, this media thing that's created that turns the sides against each other. Yeah. You know, you you go into an inner city community and you paint it as every person is a criminal or you look at law enforcement and you take the small minority of officers who probably shouldn't be on the job. But you make that the majority of officers and it keeps the two sides, at least on television, from talking. Yes. But then you see 
a Liz Robinson. Right, right. <laughs> who is, right. man, a rock star. Oh, yeah, she's great. Man. And I think for you, because Crime Stoppers has a huge media component to it because you work with media here. I mean, do you see a way to make this better? Yeah, I mean, communication. I mean, that that's the only way. I mean, you have to... You have to sit down and talk about things. You have to explain, you know, the differences uh, in opinions and, and, and realize that you really have more in common mm-hmm. than you than you than not. And so, communication is the only way to solve that. You know, for for officers to communicate uh, and to do it in a respectful way. And you know, I, I always felt like officers you know and i guess it's the opinion that i had about being a police officer is that i was a public servant right i was there to serve right. the public i wasn't there to you know be some authoritarian mm-hmm. that 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 dictates what people should do right it was it was always you know finding out why something happened or or, or how did it affect the person you know it, you try to i always try to put myself in in somebody else's shoes right and so uh, I think by doing that, and, and and hopefully officers over over the, especially over the last five or six years have realized that that's the best way to police. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to 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 have that servant mentality, right? Uh, and to to be able to talk to people in a way that uh, garners their respect. Yeah, and and I think most get that. Again, it's just the hypersensitive media, like you said, yeah. clickbait. Because clickbait. you know you, you highlight that the again generalizing never works for anybody. General generalizing communities, generalizing professions, it doesn't work. Uh, going back to Crime Stoppers and, and some of the day to day, you talked about when you worked there as a cadet, getting a tip and then taking it to a detective. What information are you trying to get from people when you get a call? No, you're trying to get the who, what, where, when, and how okay. of, of of the specific um, details of a crime. Uh, you know, we we pay uh, strictly on crimes. Now we branched out recently uh, with the mayor's init- initiative with blight mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that they had some incidents of uh, graffiti that we uh, helped and we we paid rewards on. Um, but we want to make sure that when a person calls that they give us all of the information that they know. So that's what I was going to ask. Like, is, is there a specific thing you get? Like you, I know you want to know the, the pertinent details, but are you vetting what you're getting to be, to be certain this is real? The, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and not somebody you're, just trying to get the tip money. <laughs> you're feeling, and Brandy's really good at that. Don is cause he's a police officer, yep. you know, uh, but getting that information, that helps you know whether this is a good tip or not. Yeah. Uh, Cause you do get people that call fraudulent tips in and, and you know, you're going to send it, but you, you kind of know that mm-hmm. just based off of talking, you kind of get to know people just talking to them on the phone, right? You know, their personalities, whether or not they're in this in a, in a big vindictive manner yeah. just to get back at somebody or, or whether they're, they're being honest and they're just wanting something done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you learn that and it just takes time and it takes experience. But the, you know, Brandy and Don both have that. And I would like to say that I had it. The well, you do. I yeah. there, but. <laughs> you do. Where, where does Crime Stoppers go from here? You know, uh, we, we really uh, want to branch out, you know, we, we about 80 to 90% of the calls that we get are for BRPD. Uh, and, and that's normal. 
BRPD is a larger city, larger mm-hmm. population uh, base, and has more crime yeah. uh, because of that. But uh, you know, Ascension, Livingston, Iberville, yeah, um, West Baton Rouge. Uh, Saint, uh, Saint uh, the Feliciana, yeah. uh, both East and West Feliciana, um, all of those surrounding parishes. You know, I went and spoke at, at uh, Ascension Rotary uh, a couple weeks ago, and and they didn't even realize that Baton Rouge Crime Stoppers, and we like to call ourselves Greater Baton Rouge Crime Stoppers, right. covered right. Uh, those areas. So you know, kind of getting the messaging out that we we handle more than just Baton Rouge. We work with all the law enforcement agencies in that eight parish area. Uh, of all the parishes that surround uh, East Baton Rouge Parish. so Because uh, it's more than just Baton Rouge. I think that's often buried in there is it's not just East yeah. Baton Rouge Parish. You cover what I like to call the Brack Block, you yeah, know, the Baton Rouge exactly. area chambers yeah. uh, reach as well. Now, those other areas, and, and by the way, as it relates to that, how, how does it work with, say, because I, I mentioned one of the podcasts we did for West Feliciano. Actually, we've done West Baton Rouge, rather. We've done multiple parishes. But do you find that there's more that needs to be done to get more more interaction from these areas? Or is it pretty good? No, I, I think we need to do more. I do. I, honestly, after speaking to the different rotaries in different areas and, and talking to the public, I think that there's more that we can do. Uh, at Baton Rouge Crime Stoppers or Greater okay. Baton Rouge Crime Stoppers to, to, to try to help focus, uh, you know, uh, getting the word out uh, to the public and the surrounding yeah. parishes so that they know that they can call uh, Greater Baton Rouge Crime Stoppers. How do you ensure, you know, anonymity? When someone says, because well, Crime Stoppers mm-hmm. is, is, has consistently said, you will remain anonymous. And you referenced the code earlier, but just for people who want to know, like, yeah. how do you ensure that someone is anonymous? Yeah. When you call, we give you the, the code number. Okay. Uh, we'll ask you to call back in a week or so uh, to check back on the status of the case or the mm-hmm. information that you've given. Uh, once the person calls back, if we have uh, uh, made an arrest on the information, we'll schedule you for a payday. Okay. And uh, what we do for pay, payday is we will send you to a local area bank. Uh, and we pay off once a month and we'll send you to a local area bank and, and you'll take your code number, oh. write it on a piece of paper. Uh, we'll give you a, a secret word for that day for that payment. <laughs> okay. Uh, they'll give them the secret word. You write that on the piece of paper. It's like mission impossible. Uh, and then you'll go through, uh, the, the bank that we tell you to go through, you go through the drive through. Uh, when you go through the drive through, you hand the teller, or shoot the teller, that piece of information in the canister. Uh, and the teller has a, envelopes that are scheduled for payment yeah. and it'll have that code number on it. So they don't even know. No, they don't know. And and a lot of people say, well, if I go to the bank, there's cameras at the bank that, you know, they're going to see me. They're going to know who I am. Well, you don't have to necessarily go that, but, <laughs> but you better trust who you send because it's cash money and you may not get back what you were originally awarded. So, so you're telling you me I can't send careful. Don to go get the money. No, for don't me. send Don to go get the money. So you definitely don't want to do that. Well, that's 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 fascinating. Yeah, so that's that's how they get the reward money. That's so now you know. Now you know if you're listening right. how they so you don't know and the bank doesn't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and, even if it I was called into a court uh and asked to to you know, give information on this specific tip, mm-hmm. I couldn't give any information other than the information that was given. Uh, to the the detect that's it and which that information is already given to the detectives which is part of the body of the report so it, 
there's no way for for me to to divulge who the person was. Have you ever had anyone who was a part of a solved case who was anonymous come up to you and say, "Hey, that was me who gave no, the tip on"? No, no, I have not. Have not had that. Wow, uh, I would probably. I don't know. I would, it would feel weird because I'd be like, "I don't want to know." <laughs> I don't want to know. That's right. Know. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. So for people, and and this is the other thing that I want to encourage for people listening, is that you can also support Crime Stoppers through donations. That's right. Let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, we are a nonprofit. Uh, you know, we are affiliated with the police department and, and the Baton Rouge Police Department uh, mans the office where okay. Crime Stoppers is and it's at the Violent Crime Unit at the State Police. Mm-hmm. Um, but the payments that, that we pay out, the over $2 million we've paid out, comes from private donations. Yeah. So um, we'll definitely need donations uh, with the courts being closed and things like that. Our um, donation stream has kind of withered away yeah. over the last year or so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can go to uh, crimestoppersbr.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a donate button. You can donate there. Uh, or you can mail a check to uh, 9000 Airline Highway to Batner's Crime Stoppers at 9000 Airline Highway. Uh, and, you know, know, I support it. At the, in the interest of full disclosure, I sit on the board of Crime Stoppers. Sid stayed after me for a long time. <laughs> I bet he did. And then Johnny. Was, but, but, but I support it because, again, it does help people get to the bottom of some of these cases because the and i I know it it may seem i don't know what word you would use not normal to the average person but it is a thing where someone gets a reward for information and i'm sure often that is a great motivating factor in solving a case you pay someone they give you valuable information and you're able to get to the bottom of something that's right i mean i think it's a huge incentive you know it might be that single parent that that can't afford mm-hmm. you know whatever for that month and just you know the fact that they have that information and they can call crime stoppers and and you know that month they can get paid it always helps it, yeah it's it, it, it ends the, the that apathy narrative that people have you know they know the information but they're like oh well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything right. about it well we have the added benefit of cash rewards. What's a, is are the the payouts static? In other words, the same amount? Or uh, no, they, 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 there's a scale that we have. You know, uh, it depends uh, on our fugitives of the week. Uh, it's anywhere from two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars, whether they've been aired on in the Advocate or on TV on Channel Nine, uh, and then. There are if it's narcotics, we go by the weight of the narcotic seized. Mm-hmm. You get a certain number of points. Uh, you, the number of arrests that were made, felony arrests, uh, how many guns were recovered. Uh, we give a points system basically mm-hmm. for all that, and then we add the points up. And if you fall on that scale, that's what the payment is. Uh, but usually our minimums are about two hundred and fifty dollars. What's the most? Uh, Five thousand. Wow. Five thousand is the most, and that that's for uh, multiple homicide. Let me so ask: a, if, a regular one single homicide is twenty five hundred. Let's say, God forbid, someone has something happen to them, and they want to come to you and say, "Hey, we want to give you ten thousand dollars for any information that leads to the capture of the person who killed this." Our whatever. Yeah, we you know we will enter into an MOU uh, with. Uh, on occasion with families that want to do that. We ask that they don't necessarily say that Crime Stoppers is going to pay the money, uh, but we have to, you know, a lot of, uh, sometimes families will go out and say, you know, we'll get 5000 leading to the information for the arrest of whoever it may mm-hmm. be. Uh, that has to be independent because Crime Stoppers pays $2,500 for a homicide, mm-hmm. 5000 
for information for a double homicide or more. Uh, but we don't we don't want to get locked in to um, you know n- no homicide is really more valuable than you know everybody's death. I think yeah. is is equal sure. in our eyes. So we don't want to say well we're going to pay fifty thousand dollars for this, this person, homicide, uh, but not right, for this right, one. Right. Uh, we keep it one standard right. rate. Now, if the family members want to do that, uh, we ask that they not in, you know necessarily. Or they, they say that they are the ones doing it, that they don't include crime stoppers right. in, in the reward. We'll more than happily take the tip uh, and, and, and you know, we're going to pay the person that called crime stoppers and gave us the tip, the 2500 Any additional money, you know, the family would be on the hook for, and, and that could get into some anonymity problems as well. And, and then it does. And then again, like you said earlier, so astutely, you don't want to be in the position of putting more value on no. one life than another. No. You know, how can people find out more about Crime Stoppers, reach you, all that good you stuff? You know, they obviously they can go to our website at www.crimestoppersbr.com. Uh, they can go on our Facebook page mm-hmm. at uh, Greater Baton Rouge Crime Stoppers. Uh, and, you know, if they have, you can also email uh, info at crimestoppersbr.com. So, and again, if you want to support an organization that's helping to keep the streets safe, you can make a donation as well. Uh, Johnny said you could mail a check to uh, 9000 Airline Highway, which is actually BRPD headquarters. Mm-hmm. They've let us use their address because yep. we work so closely with them. Yep. Uh, and online as well. Online at uh, crimestoppersbr.com. There's a donate button that I just recently added and we didn't yeah. have. Yeah. Well, listen, anytime and every time, we're already working together on the podcast. The most recent one is about Miss Liz Robinson that's almost done. And I can tell you, um, her strength, whew, it comes through there. Man, these are these are difficult to put together yeah. because watching them retell this, like she told me after she came to do her portion that you know she had to gin up her courage because she had to relive the day her son yeah. was murdered. Yeah. And for me, after the first one that we did together, that's what I was realized watching these yeah. people. It's like, man, they're going through that again. You know, Liz has a special place in my heart. We went to high school. Yeah, together, that's what she so says. She, you know, <laughs> uh, she's been an amazing woman. She really has. And she's taken that hurt and turned it into mm-hmm. purpose because she's on the streets and she's truly anti-violence. She's yes. tr- I mean, she's in the parts of Baton Rouge where people are afraid to go and reach out. She's not afraid. She is a force. Yes. And I think that she, with these mothers, are out there on the streets, and they're you know they lost their kids, and they, they've turned it into something. I'm I'm just a big fan of her, of I her compassion, too. and uh, and so that's the next episode of the Crime Stoppers podcast. We'll play a promo about it coming up after this. Anything else you wanted to say, brother, before we wrap up? No, that's it. I, I guess Don was a little late and couldn't make it. But. <laughs> He's going to love that you said that uh-huh. on the podcast, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right, Capola. We got it done. That's we got right. it done. Johnny Dunham with Crime Stoppers of Greater Baton Rouge. The only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime. There was a shooting. Okay, is someone shot? Yes, someone is shot. The Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young. Just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before real stories it was my first love real crimes real people real justice 
Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young exclusively at podcast225.com. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support. Doctors' offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money? That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. Without you, this show doesn't happen. So thank you for listening. This is Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. You know, that bank account thing that Johnny Dunham talked about is pretty amazing. I always wondered how they pulled it off, so now we all know, right? Thank you for listening to episode 267 of the Clay Young Show here at podcast225.com. And like uh, that thing that we call a drop just said, we can't do it without you, the listeners who download the show and comment on the show and share the show with others so that people know about what's happening here at podcast 225 you guys really do make that happen, and I appreciate you for it. Always enjoy the feedback as well. Uh, you can email me, clay at podcast225.com, to ask questions or suggest guests. You can follow me on Twitter at ClayYoungBR, on Facebook, Clay Young, and Clay underscore Young BR on Instagram. So here we are moving towards the middle of March. And man, this year is moving. Looking for more consistent weather. I, you know, that's one thing you do the older you get. You find yourself talking more and more about weather. Weather, traffic, and this time of the year. Should I put fertilizer down now? Man, it's all good, though. It's all good, though. No clo- long close today, just to say thanks again to Johnny Dunham for coming in and sharing some insight on Crime Stoppers and its value to the public at large here in the greater Baton Rouge area. And be on the lookout for the next episode of the Crime Stoppers podcast. As they all are, it's a compelling story, and you will learn about a mother who is on a mission, who has also turned her pain into great purpose. Look at me with the alliteration. I better quit while I'm ahead, so I'll do that. Roll the music. Thank you for listening to The Clay Young Show on podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.